Hey, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Jason here. Hopefully you're all awesome and well, wherever you are. Give us a shout out in the chat if you can hear me. Uh, thanks, Nick. Thanks for the shout out for last night. Glad you enjoyed the session. Quick, uh, quick hellos to Lauren, Alison, Brendan. Uh, I can see a few of you on right now, but um, hopefully, uh, hopefully the tech is sorted. Uh, back in my mojo right now, so um, good to see, uh, good to see you guys jumping on. Peter, Peter's there. Hey, morning, Bob. Morning, Shane. Good to see a bunch jumping on. Thanks. Good and clear. Fabulous, mate. Um, thank you very much. Good, uh, good to see. I'll do the quick intros as we always do. Uh, Jason Witten's my name. Most of you know that already. People like Sharon and, and Bradley. But if you're new, if you're brand new, uh, been property investing over 20 years, coaching property investors across Australia and New Zealand uh, over 18 with my with my team, my crew, and um, each morning we get together with uh, cool, crazy cats like yourself who are into property investing, like Chris O. Uh, good morning, mate. And... Um, uh, you know what? We enjoy our little wealth coffee chats. Uh, we call them wealth coffee chats. Been doing them for about two years. I think it's my third year now. Kicking into them, and um, each day, maybe just grab a little bit of something from the marketplace uh, and uh, have a bit of a yarn, have a bit of a chat over uh, over a nice warm coffee. So welcome along if you're brand new. If you're new, give us a shout out in the chat. Tell us where you're from. Give us a little bit of an understanding of what you're up to. But um, uh, last night, we had Dr. Andrew Wilson, one of Australia's best independent property economists, uh, drop by and uh, do a bit of teaching with our mentoring and coaching clients, which was awesome. So uh, away you go. So morning, Laura, one of the team there. Uh, morning to you. Great to see you. Oh, Shane, you're flying in from the Sunshine Coast, the lovely sunny coast. Good to see, good to see um, as, we, as we roll along. But hey, listen, this morning I was going to chat to you guys about uh, about the interesting things going on. It was great to hear from Dr. Andrew last night, which uh, kind of reconfirmed some of the conversations we've been having about this, uh, this conversation going on at the moment and will continue in the near future um, about property prices falling or property prices, the boom is over, property prices to fall, the clickbait rubbish. That comes out in the marketplace. Hey, good morning to you, Brendan, mate uh, from Wet Sydney. It's a bit raining down there. Yeah, it's been a bit, uh, a bit like that around around the traps, isn't it, mate? So listen, um, this morning I wanted to talk to you guys about the six key drivers, the six main drivers that uh, that drive marketplaces along. Certainly over the last the last twenty two years, you know, paying attention to the property market and the things that drive that market along uh, is pretty important to understand, important to understand. And, um, you know, combining those together as property investors and understanding what's going on makes us more informed. It makes us uh, smarter, better uh, when it comes to our decisions as property investors. So we're going to dive into that today, this morning, for about 15 minutes right now. So Hang on to your hat um, as we dive into those six key drivers. Let's see if I've got my right color um, up on the board. The six key drivers, the six key things that can affect the marketplace uh, positively 
or negatively, let's say, uh, when it comes to um, when it comes to the uh, the property market in specifics. Okay, so chuck them in the chat if you if you guys know what these six might be. Put them in the chat for me, and it's always good to get a bit of interaction with you guys, the crew. What are the six key things? Uh, big things, not minor and small things. We're not talking down at suburb level right here. We're talking sort of economically uh, that might um, affect things as we roll along. You're dead right, Brendan. All right, supply and demand. Okay, supply. I'm going to put it S and D. Uh, uh, supply and demand when it comes to the property market. Okay, supply and demand. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Chris O's all over it. Um, uh, Christina, Christina, you've done it, which is great. Interest rates, so interest rates uh, can affect it. Um, and the thing is, team, the thing is with this stuff, uh, it's never, it's never just one thing that does all the work. By the way, okay. So we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Interest rates. Uh, thanks, Christina. Uh, Chris, oh, you've got some uh, in there, which is great. Um, one. One that uh, the team are sort of missing at the moment uh, when it comes to some things. We're going to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about population. We're going to talk about uh, what's the number one risk we face, team. Yeah, there you go. Christina's on it. Christina, federal elections, and that's the pollies, the politics, politics, or the lunatics. Um, is that how you spell politics? Uh, politics, policies, that sort of stuff. Um, as we go along, um, and uh, we're looking at you know those um, those important things as we go uh, down here at jobs uh, economics, um, which is which is uh, which is great. Um, thanks, Chriso. Last but not least, we're talking about infrastructure. So that's called that's infrastructure spending, um, etc. Okay, so. Some of these kind of blend across each other, but these are the six big drivers, six big things when we have a look at the marketplace and we have a look at what's going on in each of these um, when it comes to the uh, uh, the market right now and why Dr. Andrew Wilson said it last night. I've been saying it for a long time, migration and borders. Yeah, that's a that's a kind of subset, Brendan, of population. You know, we're talking interstate migration, we're talking international migration and so on, okay? Um, so let's go through these as we have a bit of a look at what's going on and sort of give it a bit of a, you know, a rating, a weighting when it comes to um, the world of, uh, you know, property uh, property investing and, and property. So let's have a look at interest rates. Interest rates right now, interest rate right now and cash rates as you guys would know, unless you've been living under a rock, are the lowest, uh, lowest on record. Lowest on record. Lowest on record, team. Lowest on record, folks. I, I was having a hilarious conversation with one of our young team the other day, and they were they were gutted. They were gutted that they could only get. I think I told you guys this story. I keep telling it. They could only get a 2.8% interest rate. Only get a 2.8. And they were hoping to get a 2% interest rate. 
Come on now. <laughs> now, listen, I, I know many of you are a little bit uh, more mature um, uh, on the call. I know a few of you personally. Hey, listen, back in my day, it makes me feel old now. Back in my day, my first loan was 11%. And I thought that was cheap because my mum and dad were saying that when they got a loan, it was 21%. Crazy times, all right? So interest rates, lowest on record. Let's just say, let's just say, let's just say you can get a 3% interest rate today and let's say they put the interest rates up at some point to 4%. You know what? Won't matter. It won't matter in any significant way, team. The interest rates are not going up any time soon in any significant way, and they will move upwards at some point. But uh, but last night, we were chatting to Dr. Andrew. That's a long time till that will be coming, at least 12 months, 18 months, two years. The jobless rate or the employment rate and also true wage growth and inflation, there's a bit of a mess in there that uh, you know that hasn't been sorted yet, so we're uh, you know um, we're not expecting this to go. Now you've seen, you know, sometime what, last night someone was saying, "Oh, why are the banks putting up interest rates, folks?" If you pay attention, what the banks are doing, <coughs> which is cheeky, which is bloody cheeky, they are having this is scare campaigns on behalf of the lenders. You'll notice the bank economist says. Property price is going to fall. You'll notice the bank economist says, oh, you know, interest rates have got to go up, you know, blah, blah, blah. That is a self-fulfilling prophecy by the banks because they are justifying their, their, um, them putting up interest rates when there's no uh, requirement from the RBA to do so, all right? So there's some underlying cheekiness going on in that space, okay? So watch that. They're not going to go up massively. The increase won't affect things in reality too much. And we've got something up our sleeve, haven't we, folks? We talked about this the other day, up our sleeve, up our pocket. In our pocket, up our sleeve. I'm getting my whatever's mixed up a little. Um, and tell me what that is in the chat right now. Tell me what that is. Up our sleeve, that's coming like a freight train. Freight train that won't, that for property investors won't, um, uh, will counteract or probably um, accelerate um, us not caring too much about those interest rates. So interest rates, lowest on record, they're still going to stay low. Team, um, Andrew saying first interest rate with 20%. Andrew, my Lord. All right, politics. Uh, yep, rental increases. Dead right, Alison. Dead right. Politics. We've got um, some elections around the corner. That is the one we don't control. Um Elections, I think that's how you spell it, elections. We don't control that one. Uh, there, if you saw Dr. Andrew last night, crew, you know, what our number one risk as property investors is these maniacs changing things. Uh, at this point in time, there's not much rhetoric in any way, shape or form floating around when it comes to the property world. The two things that everyone gets nervous about when the politicians start carrying on like pork chops getting rid of negative gearing and getting rid of or changing or eliminating capital gains tax exemptions or the 50% deduction, okay? Well, there's no talk about that in any significant way at this point. So I think that politics 
risk is pretty low. Okay, so um, that's that's um, you know rent increases. Yep, thanks, Chris. So supply and demand, supply and demand, uh, folks. We are in all sorts. We have supply chain issues. We have approval issues. Even though we've had um, a, 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 a in time a house a housing boom a housing construction boom uh, that ha- that has z- very little capability of fulfilling our supply and demand shortage when it comes to the marketplace right now okay um, we have had a collapse in uh, townhouse and multi-unit development um, we are at the lowest uh, approvals and construction for apartments and townhouses, which is the major supplier when it comes to uh, population booms um, in our country, and it is collapsed. It's down 80 to 90% um, in, in many of the major cities in Australia. Okay, The houses are being built. They're for owner-occupiers. They're not for investors. They're not for rent. Okay, you guys know the boost. It was for, for owner-occupiers and first-home buyers and stuff like that. Supply and demand is extremely extreme, extremely under-supplied. Okay, I think that's how you spell it. I couldn't fit it all in. Under-supplied, that's my scribble anyway. Lowest on record, still low. Elections, so-so. It's probably the one that we, we, we don't really understand too much. You know, they can backflip in a second. Uh, supply, extremely low. You know, it's undersupplied by a gazillion, gazillion. Uh, jobs in the economy are improving, okay? It is improving. Uh, uh, we have now uh, the lowest unemployment rate since like 2008, which is fab, uh, which is fab. But the economics uh, right now is inflation is a little bit high. And uh, that's kind of counteracting some of the job growth, hopefully turns into wage growth. If it turns into wage growth, that's great because that then flows through into servicing, okay? Infrastructure spending, the government is, um, all governments are spending money uh, from the stimulus, which is great. That's going to flow a couple of places where, uh, tell me one city, folks, tell me one city that's going to have continuous Spending an improvement for the next decade up to 2032. Anyone know that city? It's going to get billions poured into it. Anyone know what that town is? Chuck that one in the chat for me. Because I know Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, um, you know, Adelaide, all of the places are going to have lots and lots of money poured into there. Uh, and yep, there we go. Uh, Nick, uh, Lauren, you're on it. It's Brisbane. Absolutely. Brisbane for the Olympics. Brisbane for the win, folks. Uh, and something great about Brisbane internally in Australia right now. Yep, Maroochydore will get some money. Sunshine Coast will get money. Gold Coast will get money. Anywhere from the Gold Coast all the way up to Noosa. Um, probably Byron to Noosa's got uh, like a nice stretch of uh, money and infrastructure being installed, folks. Just, just let's have a look at that one. So there's billions being invested. Projects underway. This is all factual. This is all information you can find and um, double check for yourself. So you know, make sure when we um, when we 
partake in the fear and ignorance with the mainstream media and the agendas of banks and other institutions, we double check it with some of this stuff. Now, I said in my little headline this morning, there's 200,000 reasons, 200,000 reasons why the property market is not going to collapse. Absolute bullshit, absolute rubbish, absolutely off base by a million miles, those headlines and that clickbait rubbish going around. Because right now, folks, we have our largest undersupply um, we've ever seen. Um, we have low interest rates and uh, we are expecting right now the borders are officially open. Australia will open its borders to all remaining visa holders on the 21st of February, including tourists. They've got to be vaccinated, but I'm not talking about that. We have already got 200,000 visa applications sitting there ready to go, ready to go. Folks, that's just one year, one year. 200,000 to come in. That will continue. Mark my words, I've said it for months now, if not a year or more. 200,000, another 200, another 200. Imagine three years in a row, 600,000 people coming to Australia because it's an attractive place to live, folks. You guys know this. That's why we live here. The two places those um, those visas and, and, and migration happen. Uh, oh, what happened there? Oh, bit of a meltdown. Um, 200,000 people. Let's see if it saved my role, my what we did. Team. Nah, didn't save it. Oh dear. Oh well, there you go. All of that work and it melted down on us. <laughs> but the point, the big point is this, team. We have 200,000 plus, 200,000 plus visas, people in the winds, ready to come into Australia. They enter usually Melbourne and Sydney when it comes to student um, and um, that type of stuff first. And then second, it is skilled migrants with money, uh, skills, and um, and uh, capacity to enter our workplace and our economy and push that economy along. And they need places to live. They need places to live. And our infrastructure, our our development delivery system across Australia is absolutely polaxed right now for all sorts of reasons. <clears throat> Two thousand and eighteen. It started, it wasn't COVID. COVID finished it off. It started in 2018. Now we've got supply issues when it comes to materials. Um, and um, mark my word, folks, it's going to take three to five years to even come close to fixing up that um, <laughs> dog ate my homework. It did, Alison. It was out the back there pressing buttons. I don't know what happened. Um, but there you go. My... My conversation with you this morning, our Wealth Coffee Chat team, folks, don't listen to that mainstream rubbish. It's clickbait, uh, click, clickbait, clickbait misinformation, clickbait fear and ignorance. There are some fundamental underlying facts 
if you buy a good property in a good spot and you have a long-term vision for your property portfolio, uh, that's what matters, okay? That's what matters for sure. So there you go. Uh, you know, I see no reason to be concerned about it. Um, I see no reason to be waiting for a bargain for property prices to drop. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon as a property investor. Owner-occupiers who overpay and live in places where you wouldn't want to buy as an investor anyway because the rents are too low, that might be a different conversation. Um, but, uh, you know, um, there you go. Anyway, that's it from me, folks. Uh, Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Great to have you guys here. And uh, Brendan reminded me of the, the two sayings we've got around here. If you're still here and you're still new, we've got two sayings and we say them every single Wealth Coffee Chat. Thanks, Brendan. This thing of property investing is a marathon, not a sprint team. And uh, when you buy well and never sell, you're going to sleep way better at night when it comes to your property portfolio and your wealth in the future. So there you go, team. Great to see you guys. Have a good one. Join me tomorrow uh, uh, around about the same time, 8.10, for another Wealth Coffee Chat. We can hang out, chew the fat, and see if we can't crack the code. All right, you guys be awesome. Be well. Thanks, team. Bye-bye.